Well, maybe next time you're here, if, 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 if your engine, your engine seems to be a, it's a diesel truck, I'm guessing, right? No, um, if you ever want to see a movie or something... Oh my god, it, okay, yeah, 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 I, I, I just hold the thought. I have, I, I have to go. I have to, what did I say? Oh no, it's not you, what? it's the chimichangas! Oh, they're making a run for the border! Oh, you're throwing chimichanga bombs? <laughs> Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Posh Presents Pictures Powwow. I am one of the hosts, Ryan Swinsky. And I am the Bartek, the other. Host? Yeah. Or Bartek, the other. The From other beyond. Po- the other name and the other host. Fantastic. So we are Spin Posh, likingly because we are always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. That's that's the reason. Technically, we're Spit and Polish Presents. Yeah, we also present the show that we're giving to you, Pictures Power. And, show. and joke I've never made before, we like presents. Exactly. So, Pictures Power. Why is it Pictures Power? I know it was just a funny name Bartek came up with. Yeah. And we cover a movie that has come recommended, whether it's from Bartek, myself, or, or listening person. Mm. Uh, this episode, Bartek, I do believe a listening person suggested a movie. Yes. Movie. Um, what was the film and who suggested it? And are they in this room? <laughs> the uh, person who suggested it, not the film. <laughs> who suggested it? Yes. Are they in this room? Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> and the film we're watching is Liam. <laughs> Give a gracious introduction to our guests because there's more than just one. Yes. Our guests are from the Miscellaneous podcast. They are Liam and Giuseppe. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, friends. Mm. (laughs) And I apologize for choosing Jack and Jill. Okay, cool. You don't apologize. He he acknowledged that he was Liam by acknowledging that it's his fault that we watched this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I enjoy it in its entirety, uh, I understand by watching it that it is quite dismal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you say that, do you? Well, we'll get into it because maybe not everyone here feels that way. Yeah, that's true. Um, everyone looks at Giuseppe you. loves it. <laughs> yeah, Giuseppe loves it. I love it. it so much that I actually erase it from my memory. So, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into our history with this mm. movie, if we have any. Bartek, last episode I said that this was the movie we were covering and you were. you chuckled. Yeah, it was it was one of those cases <laughs> like, where oh. before the episode you told me that if you told me ahead of time what the film was, I'd know who the guest was. So yeah, and the <laughs> other way around, I'm like, I, it was also like we're having a guest. You're like, who is it? I'm like, I can't tell you. You'll know what movie it will be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when I got the title, I was like, oh, of course. So yeah. what's your relationship with Jack and Jill, the film? I remember seeing the trailer when it was being advertised and thinking, ah, Adam Sandler at it again. But I never <laughs> saw the film. That's all you thought. <laughs> <laughs> your your thoughts are he's at it again <laughs> because Adam Sanders at it again. Sounds like yeah, it's like that, that one, one of the South Park sketches, right? Where they, they like this movie was it got predicted somewhat in South mm. Park was like the machine spitting out Adam Sandler plot lines. I, thought, I thought they were making fun of it because of. The fact that the trailer came out. No, I think it was before this movie existed. Oh, I wow. think it was one of those. Are you it... sure you're not thinking of the funny people where it parodied his career? I think it's all of it, dude. Giuseppe, mm. it doesn't matter because it's Adam Sandler. Giuseppe, um, your history with this film? How many uh, times have you seen it? Why did? You, why do you love it so much? Why are you here? <laughs> I, I've seen it once. Mm. Uh, Great. I, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> don't know why uh, Liam chose this film <laughs> <laughs> for us to sit through. Uh, mm. And I, I honestly do not remember 
a lot of it. Because like, you didn't rewatch it before doing this. I, I did not. Mm. No, that's okay. No. I, I'm not. I'm not angry about that. Usually, sometimes <laughs> when guests come on, we're like, we haven't watched it again. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. this one, like, uh, oh, but maybe I'm angry about it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. Um, Liam. Your history, I'm very curious about. All right, so my history started much the same as everybody else's. I basically ignored the movie's existence, and then I finally saw it, like, at the, in the comfort of my own home. Oh, I thought you would have seen it in the cinema. No, oh, no, no. Far out. No. Okay. And, and I very much, uh, I thought it was just a steaming pile of shit. And then, <laughs> uh, so essentially, this is uh, maybe pre-Netflix time, because I was watching movies on a hard drive, mm. um, just straight through my TV, and it's what it Adam just, Sandler would want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it just plays, you know, movie after movie if you don't turn it off. And one of those movies, um, depending on what I was watching, it just came on straight after. It was Jack and Jill. I didn't bother turning it off. I'm sitting on my phone. And then I just kept watching it. And I actually thought it was funny the second time round. And then the th- <laughs> <laughs> and then the third time round, um, which I watched with. Uh, my wife, because I thought that oh, she you subjected might... someone else to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> see, I thought that she might appreciate it as well the second time round, and she did. So I think wow. that this movie needs to be watched multiple times for you to enjoy it. Would you say it's the Citizen Kane of the Sandler catalog, <laughs> <laughs> in which it's one of those movies that you know you have to view it a few times to really get the appreciation. So basically, of. this is going to be an hour of Liam and three posers who've only seen it once. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Oh, you don't know like... my history yet. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. I, hang, I, hang, I hung out with you all of yesterday. Yeah. I think I know your history. Look, <laughs> I have some ideas on how I can advise people to approach watching this movie. But I think like it's maybe a good idea to see your so history with this my movie. My <laughs> history is very fascinating. I of course saw the trailer. I have not seen Funny People, so I didn't know mm. in that movie there's a goat joke that pretty much translates into these type of movies. Mm. Um, I had not seen it, of course. You're right, Bartek, until doing it for this. <laughs> However, my relationship with this movie is very strong in the fact that. It's how I discovered the Miscellaneous Podcast's existence. Oh, because okay. We commented on some Twitter post when you actually use Twitter. Uh, and it was like some yeah. thread <laughs> of like favorite guilty pleasure movies. And Miscellaneous just popped up by being like, I love Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually one of the, one of the best movies. It was Giuseppe, right? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> and, it, and it was like on this whole thread of discussion of like... Fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, who are you? You're wrong. Get out of here. No one agreed. You stood your ground. And that's when I'm like, oh, who's, who are these guys? Where did they come from? With, with this bold claim. And this yeah. is when we were doing our podcast, Unappreciated Masterpieces, in which we would cover stuff like that people didn't like and yeah. give it merit. But Adam Sandler was that elusive figure where we, we pretty much very early on said we'd most likely only do one Adam Sandler movie right. in his catalogue because he's like, you know, one of those guys in which... He's Vince Vaughn. He's the same in everything. Well, no. He's different no? in certain things. Okay, yeah. But, like, his movies are the same. <laughs> like, his comedy stylings are very similar. Right, yeah. Um, it's the he's different in the fact that sometimes he cares mm. and sometimes he doesn't care. Oh. So it's like, uh, um, do you think he cared in Jack and Jill? Oh, <laughs> we'll I get am. into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. With with that, yeah. So my relationship with it is, I knew it's infamy. I thought I'd never watch it in my life. I didn't want to watch <laughs> it. I thought I would hate it. Fun fact, Bartek. You watched it. 
I I watched it, and you know what? This is on God honest truth. I don't think I can say that I properly hated it because yeah. it was too wow. boring. Oh, to right. A movie that's very similar to this that people genuinely love and I genuinely mm. hate is Step Brothers, and I think that movie's far more annoying than Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill is too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> to get as angry at for its comedy stylings See, all of for y- me. All of yesterday, you were building up the dread of having watched it. Yeah, I threatened that I'd kill myself. And, after watching uh, it. and in my head, I was thinking, like, <laughs> I was thinking he's not gonna like it, but he's probably building it up too much. Yeah. No, I think it was a fair build up because that's mm. its legacy, right? It's considered one of the worst comedy movies of all time. It's considered his By worst movie. Mm. So maybe that's why you didn't hate it because your expectations were already like already quite no, low, I think yeah. also, below the ground. Also, I think I've seen worse Adam Sandler movies it was okay. it was the first movie to win um, all every the category of the Razzies yeah so I mean that should give you a, <laughs> like so, a decent idea of where it sits yeah. yeah to give the basics for those listening if you mm. haven't seen the movie we're going to talk about it in spoiling mm. terms so if you care which you shouldn't the trailer gives you the plot, so it doesn't matter. But the plot basically <laughs> is Jack and Jill are identical twins, even though they're different genders and you can't have that, but whatever. Yep. So plot hole there. Uh, ding, CinemaSins. <laughs> but like... Um, they go up the hill to the well. And it's basically a movie where it's like Jill comes to visit and there's a series of scenes put together and then at the end they love each other. There's yeah. no real conflict like... in the movie. No, the conflict is... Jack needs to get Al Pacino as the big client. But, oh no, Al Pacino is totally on board. If only Jill would date him. Star and of the sh- that's the yeah. movie. Star of the movie, though. Al Pacino is weak. No, I think... <laughs> He's weak, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said the star of the movie was Al Pacino's weak. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I think you can take me on it. Cut the recording. I thought you were going to say the star of the movie is Johnny Depp sitting down for his shots where he's at the basketball court. He didn't have to get up. He had a whole day of just sitting down. How envious I am. I wish my job I could just sit down and not do shit. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, yeah, it has its legacy. We all know its legacy. Some mm. of us here like it, evidently. Mm. Bartek, how did you feel about the film? I had obviously built it up, but you have to admit that pop culture has built this up as a movie that is redeemed, like, is, is in this hall of terribleness. Yeah, like, mm. one of the worst ever made. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like it, but again, I and there were a lot of things to criticize for it. Mm but i I'm, I'm not passionately hateful of it i just don't like it did you laugh i think once what <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what i was laughing at the trailer before we started this episode <laughs> no i'm curious what did you laugh at well naturally it was just a very brief moment it was um when remember in the mexican picnic scene there was the the grandmother when she was hit by the baseball bat and the people crowded around her and were saying jalapenos jalapenos <laughs> that was it <laughs> they were like trying to get jalapenos to like bring her back to consciousness oh my god jalapenos jalapenos yeah so giuseppe <laughs> when you saw it uh, did you like it um uh, no I did, did not. you find anything funny in it and anything that stayed with you at least not really i i, I think i found it 
I found it funny because it was so horribly bad. Mm. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it was more so, not so much the comedy factor of the movie. More no, so the, the quality. The quality, mm. yeah. Mm. Was there anything, is there anything that stayed with you since you saw it? <laughs> no. And when did you see it? Like when it came out? Yeah, when it came okay. out. Yeah. In the yeah. cinema? Um, No, I no, think it, would it, have been was a download. On, it was a download, yeah. yeah. It's from Liam. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> from Liam, yeah. <laughs> so nothing stayed mm. with you? No, nothing. Wow, because usually in an Adam Sandler movie, at least one thing stays with you, not mm. even if it's a good thing, but something stays. Out of all the Adam Sandler movies I've seen, there's always, like, if you say to me, Ryan, remember, have you seen that Adam Sandler movie? And I'll be like, yeah, I have, but the only thing I remember is this thing. This thing, yeah. yeah. But with this, you you got nothing. Have you watched all Adam Sandler films though? No, but I've watched a good majority yeah. in my life. There's a lot Not... of new Netflix one that's. That Netflix oh yeah, I haven't bothered with like, any yeah. of the Netflix ones. Yeah. God forbid. Uh, yes. It was, uh, what was it? Ridiculous Not, six. Ridiculous six. Yeah, I've seen after, that one. I switched off after five minutes. <laughs> You should have stayed for six. <laughs> so you um, gotta push through. <laughs> nah, I could Liam, not. Liam, obviously, you loved this. You like yeah. it. What in it is particularly funny to you, and what about the comedy actually works for you in this? Because that's the real million-dollar question. Yeah, <laughs> and much like Giuseppe said, I don't think the comedy works at all. Like, everything that's in it is just, like, every sort of staged gag is, like, so far removed to what is modern comedy that it's just, mm. it's not funny anymore. Mm. But what is funny to me, and I only really noticed this nuance the second time I watched it, nuance. was how much he did not care. Like, he put yep. so little care into so much of his delivery mm -hmm. that it was just funny to watch him be a female version of himself with a lisp. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> and yeah. then on top of that, the thing that really got me every time it happened was the, uh, the cockatoo. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name, Bartek? Your favourite character in the movie? The bird? Began with a P. Poopy? Yeah. <laughs> Which was also voiced by Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. we, we are familiar with the Adam Sandler crew. The Adam Sandler crew doing voices in their own films. And Adam Sandler oh, being oh, a voice man. in a film. When oh. we did the episode on Big Stan, the yep. Rob Schneider film, Adam Sandler mm. appeared as a voice in that. Uncredited, uh. though. Yeah, it's still him appearing yeah, as a voice. Yeah. Um, I will say, bravely, that I um, did not have a single laugh in the mm. entire movie not one but yeah. I will say there is one and this is me I know comedy there's literally one joke and when mm. I say joke I do mean joke the rest of them are what you would call like funny moments but not actual even, jokes even like, like the slapstick idea those aren't jokes. Yeah. Like a joke has a beginning, a middle, and an there's end. A lot like, of like a payoff. There's, there's a, a setup to a joke and a payoff to a joke. There's like, a lot of like random stuff happening. It's yes. like, yeah, random like, you know, things. There was no, it was like funny things, but no jokes. But there was literally one joke. Mm. So I have to point it out. The joke being, <laughs> Jack dresses up as Jill. In yep. the bathroom, when he goes in, he he gives a brief look to the the the, the guy in the in the toilets, who's like you know the attendant guy there, mm. and he comes out as Jill, and the guy comes like gives him the little scooch scooch finger and adjusts his breasts, and then he gives him like a head nod, like you know very professional. Yeah. <laughs> then the joke is the fact that that's a setup, and then the payoff is the guy sees Jill later in an emotional scene and does the thing and adjusts her breasts, <laughs> and she reacts because it's yeah they don't know. That's literally the only constructed joke. Yeah, in that's the a good entire... setup as well. 
That's a great setup. It is, but like, <laughs> it's the fact that it's the literal only joke, like proper comedy <laughs> and, joke. And part of it was, I guess, we as the audience were not expecting them to have such a setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you don't give him the credit because well, yeah. when I first when I first saw that scene where he, like he gets into the bathroom and cross dresses like halfway through I was already thinking like okay you could have made it better by doing this 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 but then as the film played out I was like oh no you're actually setting something up yeah <laughs> well that one thing yeah yeah, yeah something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. is this the, when you I have to clarify because when someone when when that statement says like oh this whole sequence it's setting I know, you know, I know. Up, it you makes it sound the, like there's a whole you do this on the mystery box a lot it doesn't mean it's good yeah no no yeah. no it doesn't mean that it's rep- representative of the whole like it's yeah. specifically for this microcosm moment of it's specifically this one thing it's not like this one singular strand of yeah. a thing is representative of the whole so thing. with jack and jill adam sandler's our star he's a writer 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 producer on it what mm. is our relationship with adam sandler and his whole comedy groove Bartek and I have talked about him on the podcast before in our relationship, so I'm very curious, Giuseppe, what do you think of The Sandman? <laughs> the sand- uh, he's hit and miss. For me, he's hit and miss. He's mm. done a lot of great comedies, which I love. Such as? Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mainly, mainly those two. But yeah. <laughs> so literally two. The two. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The old school. But there's, two you know, out of the 25 or whatever. He's most done. of them are pretty forgettable. Um... But I don't know that he he's, he does have his moments, mm. and obviously Jack and Jill isn't one of them. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I mean, guess he's, growing he's up, having a moment he's in having, Jack and yeah. Jill. <laughs> <laughs> in a quick paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So you think he's pretty much what? I, I don't mean to be rude, Giuseppe, but it sounds like you're making excuses for the man. Like you you literally go, he's hit or miss. But what you've demonstrated is he's literally hit twice for you in his entire career. Mm. Well, yeah, basically. I I don't know. I've got a soft spot for him. Why? Mm. Because it's just what I grew up watching was like religiously. It's it seemed as mm. though yeah, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were on TV at least once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you only give it's him more than a pass because you have a nostalgic attachment. I guess mm. so. Yeah. Liam, what about you? What's your relationship with the Sandler? I think he had a good middle career. Um, middle career? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, well, like, I mean, I don't know that like in technical sense, but in terms of what I saw from him, basically about the middle of his journey is where I would say his better movies are. Mm. Um, so, like, the ones that Giuseppe, like, sort of, you know, those uh, Billy where, where Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, where his, like, entire production crew came from, I guess. Mm. You know, great movies at the time. And I find myself re-watching them and just seeing that, like, that comedy hasn't aged well. Mm. Um, oh, I wouldn't say they're not good movies. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like, you know, when you watch them again now, the, the comedy hasn't aged too well. Maybe you've matured. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, just like the shampoo and the conditioner scene, like, you know, that's not funny to me anymore. Other things in the movie are funny to me. Like, absolutely. Mm. There's, like, throwaway lines that are generally tend to be the ones that really get me. Um, but I think stuff like Mr. Deeds is like a really good representation of what I like about Adam Sandler. I think mm. that era of movies for him. So is Mr. Like Deeds, Fifty First Dates, yep. Click, yeah, Big that Daddy. era, yeah. No, that's more Big still Daddy's closer early, to what your close, yeah, closer. closer to what your ones are, okay. yeah. So you like him in that middle chunk era yeah. where it was more where I would say it was yeah the 2000s era yes. Sandler right that makes sense like I think for you know we're all roughly around the same age bracket it's that mm. period of time where we are at that mat- somewhat 
level that his comedy was aiming at. Yeah. Mm. Well, like when Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore out, we were all a lot younger and those mm. movies oh, were slightly landed, aiming a bit yeah. higher. So yeah. we found an immaturity sensibility of enjoying mm. those movies. I've said this on the podcast before. Adam Sandler, I, I, I kind of despise him because <laughs> he's proven time and time again to me that mm. he's very good. Mm. I think The Wedding Singer is one of oh, his best classic. movies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, I haven't watched Happy Gilmore in like well over a decade and mm. I never really cared for it as much as everyone else. Uh there was obviously Billy Madison, everyone loves. I'm like, it's funny, but like, it, again, it's not as striking for me, but I recognize mm. why people like it. Mm. And then he does stuff like, you know, 51st Dates is an odd one. Like, I like some of it and I hate other bits. It's like that that movie specifically, I love the romance and I hate the comedy. Mm. <laughs> and it's one of the things I've realized over the years, I think Adam Sandler's really good at being in romantic movies like those yeah. movies where he does romance because right? yeah. he's charming yeah. the thing what we're all going around is we like him because he's got this weird charm about mm. him and when he does a romance movie he can turn on that charisma in very interesting ways and drew barrymore is one of those actresses who can literally have on-screen chemistry with anyone and anything including mm. a puppet of an alien like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's her skill so she makes adam sandler a viable candidate for a relationship in which a lot of people were shocked that they weren't ever married or in a yeah. relationship ever like that kind of thing so i find myself struggling with him but then he just does some of the most awful comedies that mm. you see like i hate the grown-ups movies i i I hate Little Nicky. I hate oh, the Water man, Boy. I oh, yeah, same. Until right now. I like that. I <laughs> hate the Water Boy. I hate. I hate. But the one I hate the most, and this is what I specifically remember, the moment in which my maturity grew and my disliking of Adam Stanley truly started. And Bartek and I have disagreed over this on the podcast before. I have always hated Big Daddy. I've always hated it. And it, I still think that movie's worse than this movie because it has yeah. the cardinal sin that this movie doesn't even try to do properly, which is I hate when Adam Sandler movies then out of nowhere pull out the, oh, we're sentimental and you should really feel for the characters and you should right, really right, right. feel the heart that this story has all mm. along. This movie does it literally for one scene and then like Jackie Joe does it for one scene and moves on. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I, I in all fairness, I shouldn't give that a pass because that just proves it's even more lazy. But in those other Adam Sandler movies, when like Little Nicky has it or mm. Waterboy or the, what was it? The, Don't Fear the Zohan or any of those other movies... When he tries, when the movies turn around and play that music, and he's like, "You should feel for him." I don't yeah. fucking feel. And Big Daddy's that one. From even from a kid, I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking feel for these characters. I don't like mm. any of them. At least with Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, their ones were so absurd. Yeah. In comparison. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, Adam Sandler's one of those elusive figures where he does a drama every once every ten years, and people's like, "Yeah, he's brilliant. He should get an Oscar." <laughs> Oscar. Then, it's, it's about Oscar's that time bold. now, isn't yeah. it? Like, I, 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 I yeah. messaged Liam saying, like, oh, I bet Jack, like, in retrospect, Jack and Jill is one of the many things that cost Adam Sandler that Oscar nomination. Because mm. uh, how can you li literally nominate that guy? He's one of the most horrific figures that's ever happened to cinema. Like, in terms yeah. of, like, he's an assassin of quality. That's how I describe him. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's just like, die, quality, die. People have made, like, fucking terrible movies and won awards before. James Franco you know, walks that line every day of his existence. But James Franco <laughs> is always trying to be an artist while doing it. Yeah. While, while what we've already said. Yeah. 
Adam Sandler's lazy. Like, mm. this is... He's so lazy. I See, I didn't find it funny like you did, Liam. I found yeah. it boring. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, no one's trying. Because the thing is, there's no one that they're focusing on. Like, mm. it's just them two. Like, using his other movies, you at least have Christopher Walken's doing a lot of the shtick here. Or, 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 you know, you have Harvey Keitel's doing something in the... Yeah. Like, it's always something else or some other character that can go, oh, that was a character, but... Bartek, was there any other real characters in this movie other than Jack and Jill? Like, proper characters that you can look at and go, I remember them. Were there any scenes that didn't have either of them in it? Yeah, but that doesn't matter, truly. Like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think maybe Mm. when it was just Al Pacino and Johnny Depp, that's Mm. a scene technically. That's part of a scene. But it's technically Jack and Jill aren't in that moment. It's not a full scene. I mean, like, full scene. I'm giving you the example that's (laughs) in the movie. There's nothing, Bart. The answer's (laughs) no. No, they're at the game. It's no. Well, I guess, you know, who is the supporting cast? And off the top of my head, I can only really think of Katie Holmes. And And she does nothing? Yeah, and she does literally nothing. Like in most of her other movies. Yeah, and Al Pacino. Yeah, and Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, Al Pacino. I guess he's the supporting character in the movie that you can look at and be like, he's in it. Yeah, but he's also playing, like, an exact version of himself but yeah that's he's fine. playing a Saturday Night Live yeah. version of himself but mm. usually yeah. in other movies when a person plays an exaggerated version of themselves that's really fun and memorable yeah. and you love mm. it like anytime The Simpsons has someone on and they're playing a version of themselves yeah. and like James Woods and stuff like mm. it's like oh great but this it's like Al Pacino's just here Mm. And it's like, here he is getting a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's been in some good movies. So, you yeah. know, like, and yeah. he's in Jack and he and does Shakespeare. And yeah. that's the joke. <laughs> and like, that's yeah. the joke. So, Bartek, what were the things that you didn't like about this movie? Because you seem very blah and negative-ish about it. You don't seem like you have any real positives to really get into. You had like one laugh and even that you said with reserved nature about it. Like, oh. I just gave an objective, like, yeah, I had one laugh and this was it. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess by, we could draw from that, that the rest of the movie is what you didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I walked into it um, thinking like, okay, this is, you know, it's got the reputation that it's got. Mm. Let's try to walk in neutral and actually like see specifically what doesn't work, given the fact that we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as it was beginning, like the first like 10-ish minutes like so it was just like kind of still neutral mm. when we got to the thanksgiving dinner scene this with the homeless was... man the scene with the homeless man yeah, yeah with yeah. the homeless that, yeah. his major scene yeah who's a character from a previous movie apparently okay he's apparently happy, in happy, happy Gilmore. Matter, oh happy girl yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. he's a homeless guy in happy he's, Gilmore. he's the caddy mm. oh, he's the caddy i've only seen that film oh, once so two. okay yeah, so bartek that's when it snapped for you huh this was where a lot of like red flags were being raised about like okay yeah yeah i can see why this film like dancing across the screen like a parade so immediately the thing is that this scene the tropes and cliches they're playing feel like this is a near the end of the movie, like breaking point kind of thing. Right. But this is incredibly early in the film. <laughs> like the, the reactions they're having, they're mm. they're too big for. Hey, we just started this film ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to disagree with you at a point because this scene exists in a lot of these type of movies. This scene, the dinner table scene, where people are introducing themselves and being very over the top. Mm. It's in Meet the Parents. That's where you get the famous uh, "I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me?" Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's that out of place necessarily for that moment because de- I've seen it done 
in this context in the, the same way so many other times. Definitely so. the convention of having, you know, a big meal early on so you can meet all the characters is a mm. thing you would do. But mm. I mean, the way it played out, I just feel like they were going a bit too over the top using these near the end of film or like third act, third act breakup-ish Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what you're really saying is Jack and Jill argue and split up a lot in this movie, and usually in movies you leave that towards where the second act turns into the third act. Yeah, mm. and they do do that around that point as well. Again, but, and it yeah. means nothing by that point because she's done it five times. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter, they've already done it. It's yeah, like and, the movie and, version of eating a Kit Kat. Yeah. And yeah. It's, also, it's also the first time... <laughs> Was Kit Kat a sponsor for this? I don't remember. <laughs> it's also the first time you see Jill interact with someone other than Jack, and you start to see, like, okay, this is the type of character that we're going to be watching. Yeah. I got thrown off from this movie from, not the word go, but from uh, the after they have this introduction, Giuseppe, in case you need some reintroduction to this, they have all these real-life twins being mm. interviewed, and it's like supposed to be like this documentary about, like, yeah, she can feel what I feel, and I'm different to her, and she's different to me, and he's fat, and I'm skinny, and like it's like mm. old twins, and how they got similarities and differences. Yep. It's like, given this pseudo kind of like, ooh, there's going to be a meaning here. Like when you see that, the movie's giving you this subconscious thing in your brain where it's going, okay, they're going to explore that kind of stuff in the movie. Like that idea of like, you know, siblings and especially identical twins. They've got a lot of similarities, a lot of differences. But then the movie doesn't do that. Really. No, no. That was <laughs> but, just but a producer fact, idea. It kind of complains that it doesn't. No, and then yeah. uh, what threw me off immediately was we open up the movie and it's literally him filming an ad. But mm. what we see is just basically an ad for Pepto-Bismol just go on because they're filming this ad for Pepto-Bismol and then they're like, break, cut, whatever. And then him and another guy walk over to another portion of the studio and it's shot with like this kind of desaturated, muted colours mm. so that in the centre of the shot on the table behind them is these bright pink bottles of Pepto-Bismol. So your eye naturally goes towards those <laughs> Pepto-Bismol. And Adam Sandler's like, my sister's coming over for dinner. Oh, my stomach's hurting. And he grabs a Pepto-Bismol <laughs> and he drinks it with a label facing the camera and then he goes, ah, that's much better. Such relief. And I just lost it. I was like, okay, what is this? Like, like, And I knew that's the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, I get product place. We all do. All yep. movies need product placement. Thank you know, you we, yep. we all know the reasons. Movies are expensive and everyone gets a piece. But this mm. was just such a parade of like, hey, he needs uh, Dunkin' Donuts to get Al Pacino so that he can sell some Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. <laughs> yeah. mm, Pepto-Bismol. Let me type on my Sony Vio laptop. <laughs> and like, mm, I got some Sony headphones on and mm, this movie's made by Sony, oddly enough. And it's just like... Yeah. All that, or it's like, ooh, let's go on this Royal Caribbean cruise with this specific cruise line, and they have like a glory shot of the name of the cruise line, and you're like, <laughs> and they're literally walking around going, oh, they've got all these beneficial things like skipping rope and blackjack and all this kind of stuff. It's like, ooh, isn't this lovely? Don't you want to be on this cruise? And I was like, is this a movie or is this just. Adam Sandler getting a paycheck. The, the yeah. cost well, how of this... else are they going to fund the movie? Like, who else would? Who yeah, would have, and the budget. Who, the... who would have okayed it? And the budget <laughs> of the movie was like seventy-nine million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which, uh, high for what it was. Yeah. We all know that what Adam Sandler has done for most of his career is uh, have a vacation. Yeah. A lot of his mm. movies are an excuse for him and his friends to have a vacation. Yeah. 
being the obvious example, Fifty First States, where he's mm. like, "Let's set it on Hawaii." Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. and like, and then he wants to be with his friends, so he makes grown-ups. Yeah, you know, exactly. He just gets all of his buddies around, and you know, and if you're in the same like, position, can you say I, that you wouldn't do that? I respect that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you respect I, it. I respect yeah. it at a certain point, but then yeah. you have to go stop. Can we have a movie? Like, I'm <laughs> sick of seeing you and your friends <laughs> kick about in the sand. Yeah. He's making movies for himself. Not yeah. for anyone else. No, he's not making mm. movies, Giuseppe. He's making money. <laughs> yeah. He's yes. making making That's, holidays. Yeah, he's making he's making holidays, he's making money, he's getting mm. a tan. Yeah. <laughs> like Bartek and I have made jokes on the podcast before about Adam Sandler in a movie pitch where he was going to be, like, we pitched that if he was a villain in a movie, it would be him on a yacht the entire time just sitting <laughs> down and he would refuse to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, a sailor, but he just has a sailor hat on. Yeah. <laughs> All he has is a hat on. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and he's just in his normal sandler sand game, which is shorts and a shirt. Yeah, and he's got, it's a bowling shirt, yeah, and he's got, like, a, and he's got like a, a coconut with a drink in it. Like, yeah, yeah. And, Kevin J- and Kevin James is his, like, right-hand man. Yeah. This movie, Jack and Jill, was like, why I say about it, I can't hate this movie, is, yes, it was very offensive, it's very Mm. racist, it's very Mm. sexist, it's very homophobic, it's got transphobic, it's got every phobic that you want in there. Yeah, ticks all the boxes. But it's so boring and it doesn't even try to do what comedies do like yeah. even that's why i say stepbrothers annoys me more because stepbrothers at least mm. tries in the minimal way to follow a film structure plot of like a b and c equals d you know like it goes on yeah. and this thing yeah, reacts yeah, yeah, to that yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And that movie annoys me because I don't believe the characters would ever react in that way, even in the comedy universe that they're set in. But this yeah. movie, they didn't even try to have anything happen, really. Mm. It's just like you're just waiting for the next scene. I got thrown off by the editing in this movie. There was like a scene very early on in which the little Indian boy, who's only Indian in the movie because Adam Sandler wanted to make a couple of Indian jokes, and that was literally the only reason the kid's Indian. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. he, we adopted him, but then they never state if they adopted the daughter either, or if, like, Katie Holmes has, like, they have problems getting kids, or, like, why would you adopt? Like, you know, like, they never explain any yeah. of that kind of process. So the kid literally exists so that he can be the weird kid taping mm. creatures and shit to himself and, yeah. and objects but they can have it so jill can make some indian jokes about him and that's yeah. like literally yeah, like, like he existed so that you can tick that box and the gardener's only mexican so adam sandler can make mexican jokes but hey they're not racist because the mexican guy who's written by adam sandler mm. can make mexican jokes because he himself is mexican so it's perfectly fine it's not <laughs> racist yeah like what's that quote from laquisha oh oh man laquisha i don't remember but there's too it's many it's not racist it's show business yeah it's not racism it's show business oh, yeah it's entertainment like yeah. it's that thing of like yeah. this movie just has things where it's like oh now we need david spade in the movie <sighs> wouldn't it be funny if we made him a girl like that's literally all he does. He doesn't have a character. Yeah. David Spade doesn't have a character. He's just literally. It's isn't it funny that he's a girl and that's all the joke is. I didn't know yeah. it was him until after I, I finished watching. Yeah. It. yeah. And <laughs> also in the movie he doesn't have a character either. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think at any point someone would say we need to have David Spade in this film. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. I've liked David Spade in many things before. Okay. I, I yeah. mean, Empress New Groove. 
Okay, oh, yeah. man. Fucking A+. Plus yeah. Just yeah. Shoot Me as a TV show. That Just Tommy, Shoot Me was fine. Yeah. Tommy, he was great yeah. in it. Tommy yeah. Boy and, and uh, Black Sheep and a few other remember. things. Tommy and uh, Coneheads and Dickie Roberts. Um, Dickie Roberts. And like he's, I've uh, Yeah, Chris Farley. Tommy, and yeah. I've oh, enjoyed... Yeah, we've yeah. enjoyed David Spade <laughs> the, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. haven't we, Bartek? Yeah. So in this, you didn't even know it was him. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did. I mean, he, he he's just David Spade, but with boobies. And that's yeah. it. Like uh, He doesn't even throw his voice or anything. He's just like doing his normal... David Spade. I can tell it was a, yeah. I can tell it was a man playing the character. You just didn't, didn't recognize it was him straight away. Yeah. No, no. I yeah. I had to. I read about it afterwards. Like David Spade played that character. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. but, <laughs> sure. So that dinner scene, Bartek, is where it kind of broke the that's where the, the illusion flags. of <laughs> this could be mediocre or like you could tolerate it or like yeah. neutral ground. Yeah. That's like, when yeah. you were like, oh yeah. no, not illusion, but the neutral ground. Where oh, did it? Yeah. What was there any specific moments where it just like that's the worst moment in the movie or the worst joke or the worst bit for you because there's just so many that you yeah, there have are. to go there are yeah i think it all mainly centers around jill you yeah. didn't like her really. huh yeah i think just most of the things that tried to work but didn't were with jill mm. you didn't like that performance not very what much, about you Giuseppe? No. do you remember jill and how she's like i need that Well, no, those were the good things that worked, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And Jill and how she leaves a sweat-stained shadow everywhere she goes. Yeah. It's just like, what does that even... I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Yeah. We'll accept that for what it is, I guess. So, Liam, what's the comedy peak moment for you? What was the funniest thing in this movie, considering you're on the opposite of everyone else, where we are like, what's the worst moment? You can have what's the best moment. I think think the best moments were the ones where I was, like, literally, um, you know, like, pinching the, the bridge of my nose. And they're, like, a lot of them were circulated around, like, the really painful moments to watch. And probably the most painful moment to watch was when Jill was at the, uh, Mexican... Um, mm-hmm. like the, the picnic sort of, family. yeah, it was like a family yeah. picnic and I was just it was like, a siesta. I was like, what a <laughs> fucking terribly racist scene, like thinly <laughs> veiled as like her learning another culture. And I'm just like, this is tough to watch. It doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because, okay, in a normal comedy movie, to mm. fill everyone in and how comedy works. The joke would be, Jill is... CEO of Comedy Radio, right yeah. Jill would be ignorant and racist inadvertently, and yeah. the Mexican guy would make all those jokes that he makes. So he's like, this is my daughter, Juan, and this is my son, Juan, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And then she would be like, oh, they're all called Juan? Of course they are. And then he'd be like, no, I'm kidding. Like, that's the joke. But in mm. this, Jill is completely accepting and opening to any possibility. So mm. she's going to this thing just casually like, yeah, I'm having a good time. But the guy still does those jokes because they wanted those jokes, but they didn't even bother to think of like yeah. how you do those jokes. There like, was you no need framing a device. Reason yeah. for the joke. <laughs> yeah. And then of course you have the Mexican thing was very bad. Yeah. It was very bad. Mm. <laughs> Except was... the jalapenos, of course. I think, I think the movie is very interesting because I was expecting it to be bad in the way that Liam was saying it is, where it's good, bad, or like some level of like shocking or like expecting one thing to die. I found it very boring, but then there were those moments where I cringed at it because mm. you have this moment in the, these moments in the movie where you go, ooh, this is aged like milk. Because <laughs> you have the Sham Wow guy appear in the yeah, movie yeah. and he's like oh, a wow. weird 
sex predator. Then you have yeah. Jared, the subway guy, appear, and they're all like, ladies love him. And he's like, I love having sex with women. And I'm like, no, you're having sex with children. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Jail. And yeah. then you have it's Al Pacino's just, whole story is about how he wants to use his powers as a very famous Hollywood man mm. to fuck a woman. Yeah. And you just go, that is not, uh, that's not aged very well, has no. it? And uh, and you just go, yeah, and the movie's like, <laughs> the movie's like, isn't it great that uh, that Al Pacino wants her? It's it's supposed to be it's funny, but then it, it's it's supposed to be like, isn't it cool that this guy who's so powerful and he could have literally any woman he wants using his power wants this woman who doesn't want him, yeah. and he's going to use all of his power to try and fuck her, mm. and like you poetics. just go because yeah. yeah, that's how relationships work as well. Like you just <laughs> you just tell someone you don't want him and bang. <laughs> like that's it they're all over you and it's just like and then the moral dilemma Adam Sandler has to have is should I whore my sister out for an ad and the movie's answer is yes absolutely you fucking yes yes should. yes, yes. <laughs> basically sell your sister into yeah. sex trafficking so that you could get your Dunkachino Dunkachino yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. that name Dunkachino yeah. fuck make... my sister so I can get a paycheck <laughs> fuck my sister it doesn't even work that doesn't even work because he says i've changed my first name to dunk and now i'm mm. dunkachino al pacino's last name isn't achino his name is pacino so it would be mm. dunk pacino that's yeah. not even the joke doesn't even work <laughs> now you've broken the illusion <laughs> there was one thing that came I, up on the writer's floor and I they were like yeah oh, they won't notice i wish that you guys had watched slide. it so you could have noticed this nuance but like i hope that you maybe know you wouldn't have noticed this because mm. this is so much a me pedantic thing mm. and it happened at the dinner scene and it happened at the cinema and it happened in other things they, you know how people sit at, like, tables or, or chairs, and if you're in a couple, there's mm. certain ways that you kind of sit towards one another. So if you had a dinner yeah. table, you might even have them across from you mm. or beside you. Mm. In this movie, I got so annoyed because they're at the dinner table, and you have the husband and wife, who I don't know who they were. They were somebody's parents. I assume her parents. Right. Nobody knows. Who are you talking the, about? At the dinner table scene, there was those two rich old people who were there, oh, yeah, and they brought they the were. homeless man mm. there. Yeah. Mm. She was sitting next to the homeless man who was on the end of the table, like, on the side. She was sitting next to him, and the husband was sitting diagonally across, separated by two people. Yeah, but, like, three chairs down. Why would... What? And it's the only reason is so that in the conversation, this character can interact with this character easily so that they can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. And you guys go, but that's not how reality works. Why is... It was like in a family situation, they did the primary school thing where they're like, all right, well, you You can't just sit with your friends. You saw the... (laughs) You you saw the production element of the blocking. Yeah, and Mm. that's what I'm saying. It's so big. All the When they're at the cinema and they have all their Coca-Colas facing the screen so you can see the logo, (laughs) uh, and Mm. it's even on their popcorn, even though that's popcorn. Because people need to know what Coke is. Uh, because Coca-Cola, mm, yeah. boy, there's a whole spider web of how all these Let's brands work together. Let's go into that. No, I'm just going to go. <laughs> um, but then at the cinema, it's like, okay, so we see the shot. Jack, then I think it's the son, and then Jill. Yeah. Yeah, the Indians. And yeah, then, it's their adopted Indian yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you span it out, <laughs> and then it's on Jill's side, on, the, on her whatever other side, is Katie Holmes. And then on Adam, on Adam Sandler's other side is the daughter. And you go, why mm. are they sitting like that? They yeah. wouldn't sit like Absolutely that. Absolutely not. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Like, 
the parents would sit like next to the kids and the kids would be next to each other. Like they're yeah. both young kids. You wouldn't, what? And yeah. I just lost it. There's maybe... so many times in which I go, <laughs> the only reason is they wanted a little Indian boy to be in between them, looking at them doing their same mannerisms. That's because like yeah. he's literally... the funny quips kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he... quote unquote funny quips And then kid. I lost it with continuity. There's this joke that I thought was nearly funny. It mm. wasn't a joke. It was a funny thing. The kid has taped a, a, some salt to his head, like in one of those big, um, what do you call them, salt crackers or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's taped it to his head, and it's like a unicorn horn. And then Adam Sandler grabs the back of the kid's head and shakes it so some salt can come out. But then the joke doesn't work because um, it's the wrong way around. The bit that he's that the salt's coming out of is the bit that yeah. you crack. yeah. Right. Like, on the opposite like, end. So it the handle was on his head. Was, yes, the handle was facing us, so the salt wouldn't come yeah, out. Right, so the joke yeah. doesn't even work. Yeah. Yeah, unless you. So, like, the <laughs> comedy doesn't work. I rest my case. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. We're, we're done here. <laughs> You're saying that he should have picked up the kid, flipped them upside down. No, 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 no. It doesn't like, even work. There's things on his forehead. Oh, right. My mistake. It needs to be. It should have been taped the other way so that Adam Sandler could do that joke. It doesn't even work. Yeah. It's it's like the idea was for them to have a different style of salt shaker as well because it wasn't even a sh- like I'm saying shaker but it was one of those like ones where you crack-, crack it yeah yeah so maybe it was disguised as a cracker but it was actually a shaker no <laughs> <laughs> shut out. up no <laughs> there was a movie we did on the show in which someone had in the background of the shot they mm. had um salt and pepper shakers as a chess set. And it was like the white was the sugar, uh, right. salt, and the black were the peppers. And right. I just went, whoever came up with that in the background of this scene, give them an award. Because that was this? I don't remember this at all. I would say it's unforgettable because it's always the answer. <laughs> but like, um, was I'm trying to think with Jack and Jill. Adam Sandler, this is considered his lowest point. Do we all agree or do we think there's other low points? Because for me, it's Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy is my lowest ranking Adam Sandler. But do we have any other Adam Sandler movies that you just go, that is not fucking bad? Well, not, like, maybe... Giuseppe mentioned Ridiculous Six. Yeah. I... Yeah, you didn't even finish it. I didn't know. Did, did you get up to in. where Taylor Lautner was in it? No. Okay. No, no. Mm. Five minutes. As far as I You've got. seen a good few Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, mostly from 90s and 2000s. I, I think I remember hearing that I think Jack and Jill and That's My Boy are considered really low points. That's My Boy oh, is that's my absolute boy. trash. Yeah. yeah, that is. Like, we know someone who loves terrible. that movie. Yeah. That's like, My Boy? Interestingly, yeah. I made Ridiculous Six a screenshot from Ridiculous Six, my Facebook <laughs> cover photo, because I thought it was just like this hilarious running gag. With the the little Indian kid, it was right. like it was like a, in this movie. Yeah, it was like a toddler, mm. and and it every time it like the the camera would like do that quick flip to the kid, and the kid would like pull up its little Indian, uh, like you know, handmade axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. It just landed on me for some reason. <laughs> Wasn't Ridiculous Six the movie where a bunch of Native Americans left because Adam Sandler was being extremely racist to them? Oh, I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Uh, yeah. I mean. Most definitely. That does not support what no. I want to be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Adam Sandler's had his low points. He's had his high points. Wedding mm. Singer's usually one that people are like, oh, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that, yeah. we kind of forget that it's an Adam Sandler movie because it feels film. so romantic mm. and different, even though it's very Adam Sandler-type mm. humour. Yep. Um, this film, Jack and Jill, is a film, at least. Like, mm. they shot it. It's something. It is something. It churned a profit. I mean, surely there's Netflix Adam Sandler movies that the, the accumulative group of us haven't seen that are just like write-offs like yeah. everything is made recently as far as i view it is a dog shit pile <laughs> no it's just like an it's an easy watch 
Like, you don't have to pay attention to it. And, like, in my opinion, that's not a great movie. What about... Yeah. Have we all forgotten uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? <laughs> <laughs> the, the homophobic movie. Yeah, yeah. That they, that the they drastically ripped, they ripped it off, movie. too, by the yeah. way. There was an Australian movie yeah. called... Uh, Strange oh, Bedfellows. I remember yeah. that, yeah. So the film, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, you know, they're going to be pretending to be gay so they can, they can get some benefits or whatever. Yeah. There was the Australian film that came out a year or two before called I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry with Michael Caton, who was in The Animal with Rob Schneider, and he had the script yeah. at the time, and he showed Rob Schneider the script. Yeah. And then they made I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I see, I see. So, yeah. and then uh, Michael Caton gave them the DVD of like Strange Bedfellows, like, hey, you rip it off my movie. And uh, Rob Schneider uses it as a coaster or something. Like, he never watched it because he's a dick. <laughs> so, I think Sandler, like, as much as people want to be like, oh man, I hope he gets an Oscar. Like, he's such a great dramatic actor. Like, how people wanted. Where are these people? There are. Like, when he does something <laughs> okay. like... Punch Bring them to me. Like, when he does something... Punch, <laughs> no, no. I have yeah. been that person. When I Show see, yourself. When I see his movies like Punch yeah. Drunk Love mm. or even uh, Spanglish to a certain degree or, or, mm. or Rain Over... You know, like, all these... Uh, we all root for sometimes when comedy actors turn dramatic. Like, yeah. Robin mm. Williams. Click's a big one. Yeah. Click, no. <laughs> but really? Getting, no, yeah, the last... Very emotional movie. Yeah, but also then you have most of the movies like, his dog's fucking this duck toy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the dog should have gotten an Oscar. Yeah. But like, he's just done this new movie with the Safdie brothers called Uncut Gems and it's supposed to be amazing and everyone's really disappointed he didn't get an Oscar and he was getting all these other awards. And mm. I'm like, I root for those people. Like, I think Robin Williams deserved his Oscar and I like yep. when these comedy actors turn around <laughs> and show us that they have a little bit more going on. Like, yeah. I love it. Adam Sandler, I kind of love it, but also I hate it because it just proves that he can do more. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want him to and do more. I want to mm. know, do more great stuff, but then he doesn't do it. He's like, once a decade, I'll do it. And then I will make like 10 more worse movies. Like mm. He's saying the fact that he doesn't do it is rubbing it in the wound. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then like maybe, you know, maybe when you know he, he's got the ability. Maybe he does that so that when he actually does when it happens and he releases those movies they look so good compared to <laughs> by comparison we yeah. wish we yeah. wish <laughs> have, have you guys seen Funny People? Like, has no I saw it once it? forever ago no, yeah. no. Okay, cool. I unfortunately have not lived through it. it it seemed like almost biographical yeah I yeah. mean he seems like a fascinating dude, but I just can't respect mm. the guy. Like, and, I, and I'm like, oh, you know what? You don't deserve an Oscar because you just produce so much shit. And this is the crowning jewel. Hence, I'm like, stuff like this is why people look at him and go, yeah, you don't deserve any acclaim mm. or awards because he makes shit like this. And I hate the fact that, no offense, Giuseppe, but there's so many people like you who give him like this. Oh, I liked a couple of his movies, so he's hit or miss, when really, in reality, he's miss. He just shoots it into the toilet bowl mm. just all the time. <laughs> we give him a pass because he did something literally like 30 years ago. I don't know. When you I'm were not listing giving off, him a pass. When you it, were it, is, it is subjective, though, right? Mm. Like, yeah. You know, when you Liam, were listing likes, off, Liam likes this movie that we're yeah. talking about. And when so. you were listing off Adam Sandler movies before, you listed off a handful that I just like forgot even existed. And I was like, fuck, I really enjoyed that yeah, movie. Like, but then you like, listed <laughs> off Mr. Deeds and I'd forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this film had Wins John Mackin... Chesterton Fieldville. <laughs> uh, anger Management. Oh, you know, uh, I really liked Anger Management. I liked it in parts. Mm. I, liked it, I liked it when Jack Nicholson was there. <laughs> I like. I liked it. <laughs> he less, is he's truly great. I liked when Heather Graham was there. Mm. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Bartek, anything else you want to? Anything you want to bring up about Jack and Jill that you found worth talking about? Any scenes, moments, ideas that you had? Uh, how I have 
know if we need more thoughts. We've been we've been jumping all around all over the place. The like jet ski we... scene, perhaps? No. <laughs> Fine. She, uh, the jet for the, ski scene. Yeah, for the listeners, uh, Jill. Do gets you think? Do you on... think the umbrella was damaged? No. <laughs> Could they have used it in another yeah. film after that? <laughs> <shot>? <laughs> yeah, maybe that one went straight into the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really one of those movies, right? Where there's like, there's not even like that that one moment where you can point to it and go, like, that's easily the worst thing ever. Like you said, the Mexican scene, but then it's just like that's not one thing though. That's like, like me, that's one yeah. whole sequence. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. then like so oh, you're valid, yeah, valid point. Like mm. what about that other scene in which they did something incredibly mean spirited and rude? One of the things I don't get is. So, in these type of movies in which you have a guy dressing as a girl and, and all that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of, like, man and drag humor. Yeah. Like, you have the thing where it's like, okay, in movies, like, when, when Jack dresses up as Jill, and mm. he does all these masculine things, and, mm. and, uh, and you know, Al Pacino notices, and it's supposed to be, like, a hinting thing. But then Jill, it's intercutting between Jill, and she's, like, lifting all these weights and stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, what is the difference between them? Like, it's supposed to be, like, the joke of, well, he's using his <laughs> yeah. actual masculinity, and that's supposed to be, like, the offset. But then she is very masculine. Yeah, and there's, and even, a so line, there's even a line earlier where she says, like, yeah, I'm stronger than him, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he's all for equality. Maybe that's why... <laughs> It's the underlying yeah. message. In this he's, he's out for yeah. equality, hence he took down <laughs> women's Mexicans gays. <laughs> everyone down yeah. in Don't forget the homeless. Ryan. The homeless. Jeez, the homeless. Yeah. Yeah, the forgotten homeless. I thought he was going to matter. I thought he was going to come back, the homeless guy. He just kind of went away. He didn't yeah. do anything. At least in Happy Gilmore, there was a reason he was there. Like, in Happy Gilmore, he, you know, obviously had no money, and he mm. just needed a caddy, so he literally got a bum. Like, and, yeah. that, and that's kind of funny. That's a funny gag in itself. Like, he just literally got a vagrant off well, the street. Adam Sandler likes picking on anyone who's different to him, anyone who is, he thinks is not as good as he is. He likes picking on the homeless, mm. he likes picking on the rich, he likes... Basically, he picks on, like, anyone he deems is different. That's kind of his him. style. The only people he doesn't pick on as derogatory fashion is Jews, and when he does, it's in a self-deprecating manner, and that's yeah. literally <laughs> it. Yeah. And, like, I, I would really like to see him do one of those celebrity roasts. And of just, himself? <laughs> yeah, and just see, like... He plays a character roasting himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just see current Each day... person's a different character. Current day comedians, like um, like Hannibal Buress, like someone who doesn't care what yeah. other people think of him, you know... Um, just roasting like, this guy? It just, yeah, it's Saturday Night Live. Um, what's that guy on Saturday Night Live? The He's quite young. I think it was with... Um, oh, fuck, I'm sorry to derail. The point is... Like, he just, needs to be roasted publicly. Yeah, by people who aren't going to let him get away with it. Like, I want to see people just go in on him and see his reaction. Mm. Like, mm. ladies and gentlemen, Kevin James all roast Adam. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, but their roast would be like, Adam, yeah. you gave me a paycheck, you fucker. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, no. He's like, Adam, you gave me a career. I'm like Kevin James. He only has a career because of Adam Sandler these yeah. days. Like, yeah. what else has he got? Paul Blart. No, but that's because <laughs> that's still connected with Happy Madison. Is it people. a Happy Madison film? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Everything's Walmart, a- uh, sense. ball mop. Um, yeah, no, that was a great... Ball mop? <laughs> uh, what about Here Comes the Boom? He was in that. Was that Happy Madison? Yeah, everything's Happy Madison these days. Uh, I can't wait for Happy Madison to make their Schindler's List type movie where they get like, an acclaimed director yeah. to direct it and it'll be like, Adam Sandler doesn't care. Mm. He'll be like, ah, I'm here in shorts and I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. One of my favourite tropes of Adam Sandler movies is the schlubby guy with 
A-grade attractive woman as wife. Yeah. Because yep. he has Katie Holmes, who, you know, she's a very attractive woman. Oh, man, I had such a crush on her when I was younger, when Dawson's Creek was out. I mm. literally had posters of her on my wall. What about uh, Kate Beckinsale? And Kate yeah. Beckinsale and Click. Exactly. And, yep. and yeah. uh, you know, Drew Barrymore even. Yep. And, like, and uh, he, Salma Hayek. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Like, he has all yep. of these, like, unobtainably beautiful women. It's like that <laughs> typical thing. Yeah. Where it's like, what was the, there was a movie last year. It's like, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And yeah. she's running for president. But she <laughs> likes a little <laughs> bit of Seth. And his big, fat, juicy frame and hairy beard. And yeah. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. I love. I really. That's a movie. That was a movie. Yeah. The his movie pottery was, wasn't making enough money, so we just jumped on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, Seth Rogen made a movie. It was called The Long Shot because it was such a long shot of her winning because she's yeah. a woman, and it's a mm. long shot that he would get her because she's a woman. So uh, he's like a Mary, so he's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true, great and movie. The Green Hornet. Yeah. So Adam Sandler, he. <laughs> Churning out movies. Do you think that he will make a movie worse than this? He did declare that if he didn't get an Oscar nomination, <laughs> nomination, he would make the worst movie he could. Um, I think if he tried to make the worst movie he could, it couldn't be as bad as this. I like, didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, try isn't necessarily yeah. the thing. Could he make a worse movie <laughs> yes. than this? If he did, would you respect <clears throat> him for succeeding? Weirdly, in yeah. making a worse movie than this, <laughs> yeah. no. Like intentionally, though. no. I would weirdly respect it. Yeah, absolutely. No. I mean, because it's just as hard to make a bad movie as this to make a good one, in my opinion. No. Intentionally. <laughs> no, I think it's easy to intentionally make a bad movie. I think it's hard to make a so bad it's good movie intentionally. Yeah, you I think that's a better way of phrasing it. intentionally yeah. make a bad movie very easily. It's yeah. very easy. That's why you have uh, Sharknado movies. Those yeah, are very yeah, bad yeah. and easy, and they go for that. Uh, I think Adam Sandler will one day top himself and make a worse movie than this. Mm. Uh, I can't wait. Maybe he has on those Netflix movies, but no one's seen them. Yeah. It's like him and Marlon Wayans were like the last holdouts <laughs> of that generation of like comedy. But don't worry, mm. Will Ferrell and, and uh, John C. Riley picked up the crown and said, let's make Sherlock Holmes, that yeah. Sherlock Holmes movie, mm. Holmes and Watson. They really did pick up the crown though, didn't they? That's a really good... Um, then, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. And I'd never really thought of that before, but where those... Happy Madison Pictures sort of stopped doing that style. They really just picked it up and ran with it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Kevin Hart, do you want to be in this movie with me? Yeah. I'm Will Ferrell. Now, the pitch is, I'm a white guy going to prison. I need to learn how to survive. And you're the only black guy I know. Yeah. Thus, you've been in prison. <laughs> like, that's the You're pitch. the whitest black guy yeah. we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're the safest black guy we Don't can Don't forget get. to throw the rock in there for good <laughs> measure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne, the Rocky Johnson. Yeah. Um... I'm really struggling. Like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> because it's like one of those movies that's like, everyone's had their pick of it, but it's like, there's really nothing. Like, I'm surprised I didn't hate it. Like, I can't say I actually hate it. I was going in being like, trying to be neutral, like Bartek, but there was that thing of like, like that, just. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you, yeah. you hate Big Daddy more than this film. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I have an Adam Sandler movie that's in probably my. I'll say top 10 of movies that I've watched the most. Maybe not that it's my favorite movie, but I've definitely watched it a bunch of times. It's and it's Jill. it's not Jack and Jill. <laughs> is it Little Nicky? Uh, it's The Longest Yard, which is a remake. Mm, yes, it um, is. Uh, uh, yes. But I really like that movie. I just, it really resonates with me. And I guess I'm like, I'm a bit of a sports guy, so I like sports movies to a degree, like... Friday Night Lights, yeah. remember the like Titans. Like, I, I actually really, I actually really like Waterboy. I think it's a great movie. Um, mm. Again, like hasn't aged. 
great. We all trashed it half an hour ago. No, I was waiting for an in so I could defend it, but it never came. <laughs> and I just gave it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the in is it that sucks. Um, yeah, the longest yard is one of those ones I just forget that exists. I'm like, yeah. oh, that exists? That's one ones I haven't seen. Right, oh, man, right. I love it. I, th- I think it's like, I just I just like it in general. It's got Burt Reynolds. Like that stupid <laughs> He didn't do that in this movie. He wasn't yeah. energizing Jack and Jill to mm. do these little opera man or whatever voice it is. Yeah. Like, what you don't like eight crazy nights. Mm. Like I you think don't like Eight Crazy Nights, his animated film I in which seen it's about it. Hanukkah and he does a character called Whitey who speaks like this the entire it's a technical foul and he sings like that I have not seen it it. is it feature length Mm -hmm. and Rob Schneider plays a Chinese man of course course he does does. (laughs) and Rob Schneider's like I wouldn't Hello, expect sir, ching, like, that's Oh, and his... of course, Whitey <laughs> has a sister who also is voiced by Adam Sandler. <laughs> 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 Jack and Jill tester. happened way before that was his Jack tester. and Jill. He was testing the waters. <laughs> Did you just say Jack and Jill happened way before Jack and Jill? You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, he was, was Whitey it. and yeah. Eleanor. Yeah. Oh, I like how you remembered her name. <laughs> I've just heard impressions where they say the character's name. I like how mm. you remember. I haven't it. seen the film. Uh, God bless Adam Sandler. Hopefully mm. one day he will have a good streak of movies. Not less like once every now and then he yep. might do uh, Uncut Gems or mm. uh, Punch Drunk Love. And yep. give him a trophy. Mm. I'd love to see him in a Tarantino movie. Ooh. <laughs> it wouldn't be that strange. Punch yeah. Drunk Love with Paul Thomas Anderson. Well, he's only making one more film, isn't he? Tarantino mm, yeah. or Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino. Adam has got a, like one dozen more. Yeah, <laughs> I like love it if Tarantino's he's last a dozen movie. Deal with Netflix. Netflix, I yeah. love it if Tarantino's last movie was an Adam Sandler comedy. <laughs> <laughs> his, his take on it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. He just does one. Yeah, <laughs> but he does it directs it like he does. So it's like Adam Sandler's wife. All you see is her feet wiggling yes. around. Yeah. <laughs> <on the screen. laughs> and he's got to make it a step above the feet. And Adam Sandler yeah. saying the N word all the time, like mm. just like how Tarantino likes it. Like all of that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be one and of those Tarantino historical <laughs> fiction movies again, where it's just like, and this one's set at this and at the Titanic. <laughs> it's Tarantino's Titanic, and Adam Sandler's the iceberg. Yeah, yep. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and Adam Sandler gives him permission for anti-Semitic uh, slurs. He doesn't need permission. Mm. Tarantino will just do it. I've watched *Glorious Bastards*. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he Samuel definitely Jackson throws him out. Voice in that. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Samuel Jackson had his voice in that. I thought he said Adam Sandler had his voice in that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and he was pretending to be Samuel Jackson. I like how <laughs> we were talking about like anti-Semitic comments, and then we brought up in Ghostbusters. And your point is, yeah, Samuel Jackson's in that. <laughs> like, like it indicates that he gave permission. Hi, <laughs> anti- as Samuel Jackson, <laughs> give permission for anti-Semitism. <laughs> oh, Bart, like you're a gem. Mm. Is that it? I'm really like I'm trying to remember if there was any other good, bad, or some funny moments. Giuseppe, you're just like I don't remember nothing. What about what about maybe closing notes? I'm here for like, her. what are your closing notes on Jack and Jill? Well, to the listener, like, what's your advice to the listener in approaching Jack and Jill? Approaching it, run away. From. <laughs> no, no, Ryan, do not approach. <laughs> this is our mystery box scenario. The listener has a poison, and this poison can only be cured by watching Jack and Jill. But it's a painful experience. <laughs> what can you do to make it easier? Choose mm. death. Just <laughs> let it <laughs> go. Embrace the sweet, cold, hard embrace of death. Yeah, no, but, but, but their lover is being okay, pursued by okay. Al Pacino, and okay. they need us to live to save mm. them. Okay, I'll say this, I'll say this. We don't know what lies beyond the veil of life, death. 
but we do know what lies in the film Jack and Jill. So you can always take the bold step to go to the unknown and find out for yourself, which mm. is choosing death, even let your loved one die. I will say my uh, things, notes, like, yeah, of course I didn't like this movie, but I found it surprisingly just average and boring. I thought it was going to be a lot more offensive humor in it. But it, I, mm. then I remember that Adam Sandler is for kids, it seems, more so. Like, his movies barely ever really have inappropriate... He does mm. inappropriate jokes in that kind of sense where kids can't watch it necessarily. Like, yeah. they're usually just a little risque, but nothing like... Yeah, I whipped my dick out and yeah, flung yeah, it around yeah. like you're like saying, "Oh, I need to do a booby." Is, is like, fine you know, with kids, and then you hear yeah. the poop sounds, <laughs> but it's not like there's yeah. a scene in which we see Jill fucking or something or yeah. anything like that. And uh, so like I, Jack uh, Nicholson's like, jerking it over a picture of. Yeah, like, like <laughs> he has he has his moments in his Sandler film, but drag. overall they're usually on the line where it's like a family could still watch this at that least. Would instantly make uh, it better. But they're not rude and crude, so I forgot mm. about that. So I was shocked that this was just like, oh yeah, this is safe and yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. So this film, my and final notes is just watch. like, yeah. It's boring. I think that's my boy is meant to be a bit more like that. I think it opens with sex. Mm. Good for it. Yeah. But overall, it's just like this is an Adam Sandler movie. I, I, like The premise is just stupid and boring, and it doesn't <laughs> even make any sense because that's not how identical twins work. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the nursery rhyme. They don't even have to be twins. They don't. <laughs> like, they don't need to be. No. Just be his sister. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, literally. Of course it does because mm. they ha- they filmed those bits with the twins at the beginning and the end, <laughs> so they needed to make it all fit mm. together, or else that footage was used for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's just, you know, it's not as bad as everyone says, but it's still incredibly poor, and I can understand why it's one of the lowest-rated comedies of the 2010s. It's still mm. like 3.1 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, on IMDb, I don't remember IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. but like it's still one of the lowest rated com- mainstream Hollywood comedy movies. Yeah, I, I suppose in the last in the in that decade. But I suppose one more question that we should just answer quickly. Three percent Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you've answered it. Um, I remember when we did our Scooby Doo episode. One of our biggest mm. um praises for that film was that uh. The actor who played Shaggy acted really well against a, you know, a CGI thing that wasn't there. Mm. It's not necessarily the same case in this because it's Adam Sandler playing two characters. But mm. did we feel like when the two Adam Sandlers interacted, did that feel like they were two separate characters? Or did it feel, was there any dissonance? There? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, it didn't feel janky, I think is, uh, is maybe, for lack of a better way of saying it. Like, when they were speaking to and interacting with each other, it was edited well enough that it didn't feel like... You know, there was a pause where he ran to the other side of the room, yeah. you know, quickly ran behind a screen, comes out the other side with the dress on. I feel like for someone who hasn't seen the film, that'd be one thing they'd be curious to know. Okay. Mm. It's very interesting. You brought up Scooby-Doo and you could bring up Guardians of the Galaxy. Any CGI created creature or something mm. that they're acting against nothing. Yeah. Mm. The answer is no, because the film doesn't do literally any it doesn't go beyond to try and have any complicated set pieces for them to do with the two of them on screen mm. if anything it goes out of its way to separate them from one yeah. another and shoot them in isolated shots and then mm. have them in a wide shot the only times we get is them mimicking each other in the chair mm. and that's mimicking like yeah. that's not really that difficult you have to choreograph that you don't get that moment in which it's like they're playing basketball with each mm. other or like yeah, you get really this skip rope yeah. thing and that's it and I forgot that was there like that that's how boring it was. Like, what would have been a funnier gag is if there was a scene where they were like, you know, why don't you come stand next to me? And he's just like, uh, I can't. 
Yeah. But like for no yeah. reason, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. no, that would be, be a funny gag. But it's yeah. not like they have a dance sequence together yeah, or yeah, yeah. a fight scene. Like they don't do anything. At least with Scooby Doo, they use Scooby Doo and and Groot and all these yeah, people, and, shots and, yeah. and, 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 and and they do yeah. all these complicated things. So you go, that would have been really difficult. But Adam Sandler's like, eh, yeah. I'm wearing shorts today. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I did find it very distracting how gross Adam Sandler's legs looked when he was in a dress. <laughs> so I was just like, mm, no. I was like, yeah. put those away, Adam. Yeah. Uh, final notes, guys, on this, Giuseppe. Yeah, Look, I, I mean, I'm, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna go home. I'm just gonna go and watch it now. <laughs> it's on you can't talk yeah. about it so much without now rewatching it. Yeah, you can. exactly. No, I you mean, can. My, it's <laughs> physically, yeah. Um, <laughs> My my closing notes would be to the consumer, and that is the listener, and that is potentially the future viewer. Sorry, hold on. We call them listening people. On <laughs> but Adam Sandler calls them consumers because he's a businessman. <laughs> and and you got to buy that Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, I think that if you are thinking to now watch this movie, you absolutely should. I mean, waste the 91 minutes. Do it. Like, you've got the time. Don't kid yourself. Do you dare them? <laughs> I double dog dare them. But I think when you when you are approaching this movie and watching it, just try to pick out how much he doesn't care. Just try to see when he's done scenes and hasn't really given the proper expression to the scene that he's doing. <laughs> you know, look for those bits and pieces and you'll find yourself enjoying it more than if you're watching it as a comedy that it's trying to be. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I think why that didn't work for me is he's he's he does that in all of his movies recently. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the same argument he did that. It's funnier in Pixels because oh, in that movie he yeah. is working with CGI Wonderman where he's shooting Pac-Man and he just yeah. looks like... I'm holding this giant gun. Uh, like, like. Yeah. I find that one funnier in terms of look at Adam Sandler. Like, be done. I guarantee the concept for that movie was kids like video games. No, the concept was this was a really smart. Let's make a movie. No, no. The, the concept was it was a really smart short film, and then mm. Adam Sandler bought it and was like, "I want to do that, but like, make money. <laughs> like, I want my friends in it. Like, Kevin James is the president. I'll well, do that for that, money. <laughs> that's it, isn't it, Bartek? Do you have final thoughts? Final thoughts are, when you watch this film, you might end up feeling very tired afterwards. Mm. And, you know, there's there's many, <laughs> there are many things you can do. But one thing that I think would be worth doing is going to your local 7-Eleven because they have very cheap coffees that you can buy. Only one dollar. <laughs> and if you go up to the cashier and you type in to their nose the promo code POLISH, you can get it 50% off. This is a deal exclusive to spit and polish listening people. Exactly right, but mm, that tastes so good. That <laughs> subscription to our YouTube channel, mm, so nice. I mean, Subscriptochino. Subscriptochino. <laughs> What's my name? Subscriptochino. <laughs> do you think it's great that uh, that our, do you Barza get frustrated that such a great actor like Al Pacino did this movie and well, he quotes Godfather <laughs> in it with no irony? Mm, Considering I recently watched the first two, it's, mm. it's funny to see him in this immediately after almost. And he's doing. He like... also quoted Scent of a Woman, which that one I remember. Hoo ha! Hoo ha! And uh, he always quotes Scent of a Woman. And uh, he's now like in an Oscar nominated movie, The Irishman. I can't yeah. He's nominated. He got nominated. So it's just like they make oh, a joke okay. about the fact he's only ever won one Oscar. Mm. That was the joke. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, because imagine being an actor and only winning one Oscar. 
Yeah, but it's at the Gino. <laughs> and I'm saying yeah, it's like, true, do yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> do tell, Dunkachino. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Jack and Jill. It was a thing that we endured. Bartek, yes. it's your pick for the next episode. Mm-hmm. What movie would be covering on it? Yep. Mm. What is it? We are covering the 2004 Bollywood film. Bollywood, our first Bollywood film. Yes. Oh, uh, really? Main Hunna. Or Main Hunna. Okay, so... That should tell you everything you need to know. That, well, that's <laughs> the title. That tell us everything I need. How long is it? Uh, I think it's ten minutes shy of three hours. Oh, <laughs> Man, at least my choice was only an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, and how many songs were in it? I think about the whole seven or song. eight. Yeah, I mean, define length of song. <laughs> yeah, how long are the songs? Yeah. Uh... Four to five minutes. Okay. Uh, since this is a Bollywood movie, uh, and just to be clear, this is like a very sentimental film for me. It's right. Uh, yeah. I feel the sentiment coming from you. Uh, so this is for us in Australia on Netflix. You said before we yes. did this, so we can find it easy, but uh, hopefully other people can find it easy in the world. Uh, I think it's a fairly well known one. Well, how are we watching it? Because this is a foreign film. Is there specific subs or dubs or whatever that people should? Go towards because I know sometimes some Bollywood films can be dubbed in a different language. Yeah, I know that like South Indian ones sometimes get dubbed into Hindi, but no, I think this one I I don't know if any dubs exist of it, so I just watch in the original. Yeah. Hindi. I would heavily suggest anything in another language. You would just watch subbed. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. just yeah. for listening people, sometimes you have to give that. You gotta hear Shahrukh Khan's voice for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you're wrong too. Sometimes you need to hear yeah. things in the dubs if you're watching it for the reason in which they're funny because of the dubs. Like right. if okay, we did, yeah. if we were a TV podcast and if did... we did ghost stories, we would yeah. need to listen to the dub yeah. of that. We, right. We, we literally had that stipulation in um, our story of Ricky episode. So. Yeah. And then you were like, mm. "Yeah, but I I watched it with both on the same time," and I was like, "Okay." No, I watched I watched it with. The dub and the sub. Yeah, you know, that's exactly that was what you both. Said. That's yeah. literally. What I, said. I watch so, every movie with subs now. I'm just like, I'm just you're like old. Person. I've always yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Constant, I get distracted. I get distracted by I subtitles. Don't, I'm smart. No, it's not about being smart, <laughs> know, but it's like it's that thing of like I just look at them and then, and then I see oh that's what's going to be coming up and I'm mm. like oh, okay and they haven't said it yet and I get distracted with that. I usually watch things with subtitles if they're. Uh, a TV show, mm. usually, because I don't have as much investment. The movies, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm a fucking huge weeb. So I know. Like, I, watch I could a lot feel of it emanating off of me. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. I literally have anime characters tattooed on my arm. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that the, uh, the, guy that wrote, the guy that wrote Pulp Fiction gave an anime film five stars and everyone was freaking out? Great. You mean oh. Tarantino? <laughs> no. You said the guy who wrote Pulp Fiction? I think it was the writer of the film. Mm. Tarantino? Or someone that wasn't Tarantino. Okay. Mm. He just directed Harvey Keitel. <laughs> no, he writes and directs all of his movies. Mm. Maybe there was a co writer. Yeah, Maybe he's a co writer, yeah. Mm. That'd make sense. Well, uh, miscellaneous boys, tell us about your show. You guys still do your show, yeah? It's yeah, been, yeah. It's been a little while. We went on a it's huge a hiatus, hey. Um, but we, um, we're back. We actually recorded this week. So, um, you know, anyone can come and listen to us uh, on any podcasting um, you know, device or end or format. Yeah. And we also have uh, started filming some videos as well, which is why our um, our podcast has taken a bit of a hit. 
So we're putting some time into that as well. Just, re- <laughs> just release one, actually. Yeah. So yeah. you mm. give your miscellaneous, which mm. will be in the description of this episode and the title, yep. because it's a, sometimes people can, have, I imagine, have difficulty finding your podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very specifically... A lot of spell correct issues. Spell yeah. correct issues. <laughs> They'll try and correct you, but you've got to tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they're lame. Yeah. Yeah. With my so, first name, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, and with my last name, ditto. Mm. Um, <laughs> my last name won't... Re- It'll tell you it's wrong, but then won't suggest anything. (laughs) (laughs) This is so far wrong. (laughs) So what's your show about for the listening people who aren't familiar? Um, We've been on it. Yeah, yeah. And you guys guessed it. And, you know, obviously more than welcome to come back again uh, for that sort of punishment. But we we do a 15-ish minute um, quiz style podcast. Um, we'll play a couple of audio tracks and I get the listeners to uh, essentially guess which one they think has more plays on a format, which is generally YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know what, it's just a different meme every week. Um, one week it could be, you know, uh, the theme song from Stuart Little the next week. Um, is there a theme song for Stuart Little that's memorable? <laughs> it's theme music. Uh, I don't know. I was, on a, I was on a Facebook page before I came here for I Hate Stuart Little, and that was just really fresh remember, in my head. I remember that. <laughs> Why do you hate Stuart Little? It's no, I don't. I was, just on, I was just on the Facebook page for the dedication to hating Stuart you Little. You know who it is. It's those Shyamalan haters. Because they didn't like the fact that he wrote the script to Stuart Little, which is a true story. That's true. Are you, are you a, a Shyamalan, like... You know, homie. You, you We've covered all, a movie of his recently, Lady mm. in the Water, where yeah. we got into that. I like Unbreakable. I think it's a masterpiece, but yeah. other yeah. movies, are, each movie is case by case basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's one of those guys. But uh, so miscellaneous, find those guys. Yes, miscellaneous podcast, pretty mm. easy. We've been on it. We had fun. We did a few mm. meme ones. We did one where it's like, guess which movie did better at the box office? Yes. That was very fun. Yeah. Uh, Bartek, what, just uh, because. I've already forgotten. What was the name of the movie again for next episode? Oh, yeah, I'll say it again. So it's three words. Main Hunna. The first word is main, like the word primary, M-A-I-N. Mm. The second word is spelt the same as Hoon, mm-hmm. H-O-O-N. And the last word is just N-A. And it means... If you're going to make a Neil Green joke, Ryan, it means I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should have been I am here now. So, Main Hun. Nah. <laughs> so, okay, people find that. I'll have that in the description as well for mm. those who are like, I need the name again. Because when you said it, you said it first off like it was all one word. So I was like, okay. Yeah, and then I you're know. like, it's three mm. words. I'm like, wait, what? Get mm. out of here. So, listening people, until you know next time, make sure to check out the miscellaneous guys. Make sure to check out you know our other episodes of things, the movie for next week, so that you're all caught up for that discussion. Or hopefully, it'll be a good time. Bartek said it had sentiment for him, and that means very important. It's a childhood mm. classic. Mm. Child. Whoa. Okay, we're going to that next episode. But I don't think <laughs> at any point as a child I had a classic that was three hours long almost. Mm. So that's very interesting. When well, yeah. I say childhood, like. 11, 12, not like super oh, young. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Teenager classic. Mid-2000s nostalgia. Pre-teen Okay, classic. Frankie Muniz classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's in it, boy, boy. So yeah, check that out. And yeah, we're on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Spin Post Presents, find us pretty easy. We're posting stuff, always asking things. Liam usually likes our posts. He's always got <laughs> something he likes. Yeah. yeah, they're good posts most of the time. Like Most of the time. Sometimes I, sometimes I try to contribute and I just like, you know, I don't know. He likes things. You, you guys, liker. you guys put a lot more thought into movies than I do, and I consider myself like 
A Jack and Jill fan. Like a Jack and Jill <laughs> fan, yeah. <laughs> so that answers itself. Yeah. I've given it enough of a chance to formulate an opinion on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a, le- it's a level above us, but it comes with different nuances. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bartek. Yes. Is there a final thing you want to part with our listening people on for this episode? A final word. This is a eulogy for the episode. Mm-hmm. Do proceed. Um, I guess just one last question. Well, what's my name? 